1: Learn more at marines.com.
0: Hello and welcome to High and Tight on Game Time CT. I am the boys baseball. I always say boys baseball. I'm the baseball beat writer Scott Erickson. And we are joined as always by the man, Pete Pagawaga Pete, how are you? Good, Scott, doing well
2: um, We had some teas with the weather
0: a Little tease uh, Last week,
2: it looked like we were finally going to break through um, Unfortunately, it doesn't look like that will happen this week But, you know, it's, I'm trying to think I, I was asking around, like, what was worse, this year or last year? Like Last, last year, year we had a worse. lot of snow, yeah. it was cold But it, at some point it went away It, it hasn't gone away yet
0: It it went away a little But last year's The beginning of the season Was such a mess Teams couldn't get on the field at all This year they were on for preseason They started the season on the field Most teams have played 10 games by now If you remember last season We were talking about teams At this point in the year Having played like 3 or 4 games Yeah Uh, So I think it's I think this year's better It's a little chilly It's a little wet from time to time But I don't think we've seen the The total mess that we saw last year uh, Which was one of the worst seasons I remember Weather-wise on the field uh we got some stuff to talk about um you went to Hamden East catholic i saw some games this week uh we got a new poll that came out uh but first we're going to talk to ansonia head coach pat lynch uh about his team about life in the nvl about pizza and about everything else that's going on uh so without further ado let's get to that interview with pat lynch we are joined now by Ansonia Head Baseball Coach Pat Lynch. Pat, welcome to High and Tight. How you doing?
1: Good. How are you guys doing? We're good. awesome.
0: Good, good, good. Another uh, rainy Tuesday morning.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> seems like a, a, a theme of the last few weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know. We got a little tease there with the nice weather to start the season. Everyone was out in the field. Everyone's yeah. feeling good. And now you're, you're scrambling to get games in, I
1: imagine, right? Yeah, that's for sure.
2: You guys got a bunch coming up. You guys are playing should be four times this week.
1: Yeah, that's what we're scheduled for right now. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> how do you because um, this this will run today. So how will how do you guys prepare for that? Obviously, it's not something that you can sit and say, okay, we're gonna have four games this week. But how do you get guys to um, not focus, but just prepare to play four games in five days? And you know, which is something that you really aren't asked to do that often at the high
1: school level? No, definitely not. Uh, What we try to do, I mean, we we try to keep it a little loose, keep it as fun as possible, uh, and and we really just go day by day. Um, Obviously, I tell the kids, there's a lot of things you're going to run into um, in school, life, sports, that you can't control, and one thing we definitely can't control is the weather. Um, So we need to keep a focus day to day, um, whether it's – getting ready for a game, getting ready for practice, whether we're going to be indoors or outdoors, we can't control that. We just need to, once we know where we're going that day, that focus needs to be on that, whether it's getting better in the, in the gym, uh, getting better outdoors in a practice, or uh, giving our best effort on that particular day against that particular opponent and uh, go from there.
0: It can be tough on the pitchers, obviously, when you have four or five games in a week, but do the hitters benefit from the constant repetition and getting up and and playing live games?
1: Oh, I I think hitters definitely uh, get better things when you're seeing live pitching or outdoors, seeing pitching from an outdoor perspective. I I think in the gym, you really start to see some kids maybe struggle when you get back outdoors um, at, at the plate. Yeah. Uh, and then for pitchers, uh, yeah, for pitchers, it's really staying with the repetition of, of your windup, your uh, release point, your landing spot. And, and I, I believe you could do that indoors, <laughs> outdoors, uh, in your own living room, stuff like that. Uh, just the repetition of pitching and finding a way to stay loose. Uh, I, I think the hitters struggle more uh, when you're stuck indoors for six days in a row
0: unfortunately you can only pitch Ricky what once a week when you uh, even though you have
1: four or five games a week. <laughs> yeah it, yeah that's that's true. You always like to try to get your best guy out there as much as possible. Um, but I, I mean, we have a little more pitch in depth this year than I, I had last year so mm-hmm. that's always a positive.
0: <laughs> uh, how's Ricky been uh, been this year? I mean we've seen a couple good games from him. Um, did he carry over what he did from last year and bring it into this season?
1: Um, yeah, definitely. Um, his first few starts were exactly what we were looking for. Um, his last two starts, he's, uh, I mean, I think he was at, and, and it's one thing we talk about as a team, he can never get too high, uh, too excited, too confident, and you can never get too low, uh, too down on yourself. Um, and I think he started off the year exactly where we wanted him in his last two starts uh, against a couple quality opponents. Had a couple things not go his way, Um, and that's a a hats off to the teams we were playing and them coming through in big spots. And I think he just, his last couple starts, his location wasn't exactly where you want. And, I mean, that's something it's hard to stress to us anywhere, a teenager, that, hey, um, you're going to start eight, nine games in a year. And it's something I've always heard following baseball my whole life and living through it myself as a player. If you're a starter, you take your say it's nine starts. Three starts you're gonna have your good stuff. Three starts you're probably not gonna have your best stuff and three starts you gotta you gotta battle with Average stuff. You're not always going to have your best stuff. And I think teaching a teenager how to keep an even keel in that is, is one of the biggest challenges being a coach.
0: Has Ricky been able to adapt to that to kind of pitch through when he's having a bad day or not feeling his best?
1: Um, He's he's working on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, last year I think he got through it a little easier because he was having a, a better successful year at the plate um, this sure. year right now. He's not getting the same pitches he was getting where he was a little lower in the lineup. Now we're, we're relying on him a little more. There's a lot being put on his shoulders, and I think he's he's done well with it. But I think he expects more out of himself. So he's we're plugging along, and we we're keep working towards our, our goals.
2: Yeah, I, I would imagine that one of those goals is making the NVL tournament. You guys are obviously one win away from clinching a spot in the state tournament, but obviously the NVL tournament is a goal on your list. Looking at the standings right now, there are a handful of teams in this league. You know, you got—it's really separate if you—you know—you look at it. We're not going to call teams out by name. But there seem to be two tiers right now. You know, you got the Waukets, the Holy Cross, St. Paul, Watertown, Oxford, Woodland, Ansonia, Nogatuck, Seymour, all the way down to Sacred Heart. That all our mm-hmm. competitive teams have, you know, top aces, good lineups, good coaches. And there's oh, not yeah. there's not enough spots for um, you know, spots in the NVL tournament. Uh, out no, of that list. Definitely isn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do you guys navigate through this league where, you know, there were you know, Seymour and Walkett played in the in the state championship against each other last year? I mean, this is a league where maybe doesn't get the love that it might deserve. Throughout the season, but then at the end of the year, there's always an NVL team there kicking at the end, trying to uh, with a shot to win a state title.
1: Oh yeah, it's it, I, I think the league overall doesn't get the like you said the love it deserves. Uh, our top tier teams are as good as as it comes in the state, um, and it, it's just a testament. You just look at the last three four years of the state tournament. There has been an MVL team that has won a state title. I think four years in a row, or at least three. Yeah. Um, And last year we had two teams in the final against each other. Um, Yeah. I I mean, I. I mean, when people think of the MVL Waterbury, usually they're thinking boys basketball. Um, But I, true, I've been through it. I follow all the sports in the league. I I played in the league twenty some odd years (laughs) ago. I think baseball in the last 10 to 15 years, I mean, has just been, there's four or five state title contenders every year. And then your middle of the pack teams are competitive, good pitchers. You got kids going on playing division one, division two, division three baseball after it's a, it's a very tough conference that I don't think gets the love that it deserves. Um, And again, nothing against any other conference. I think every conference has their top tier teams and they're all, top-notch teams um but yeah I, I keep looking at the standings wondering uh how we're gonna find a way to be in that top eight um that's obviously a goal the first goal is a state tournament berth and then the second goal is to get into the mvl tournament because all eight teams that get in can can win that tournament yeah. in, a, in a four or five day span and the ninth and tenth team that are just outside of it and even the eleventh are probably all going to be state tournament teams and you'll see them be competitive in their state tournament games as well. So there's a lot of good teams.
2: Yeah, no, it's uh like you said, just looking at the standings and you know, you got obviously Wolkett back, they were in the M final last year, they brought, you know, Jack Drury back. I have a handful of you know, guys like Tom Abel back. Holy Cross is always competitive, St. Paul's got Thayer and uh, Ethan Massey. Uh, Watertown's uh got Johnston and um, oh, what the heck's the other kid's name? Uh, Stevie Phillips. Um, so yeah, you know, and there's just and then you you even look at Sacred Heart and you know they have a big ace on that team and if you get him going, um, Alejandro, you get him yeah. going. You face him any day, whether they're the eight seed or the one seed in the Nvl, they're going to be tough to beat.
1: Oh, that's that's for sure. We, and you uh, guys have Ricky, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah. We had a tough loss yesterday with Sacred Heart. Uh, really good game back and forth. Uh, just no teams really backing down. Pitchers got knocked around the park a little bit early in the game, and then it settled down where we went three straight innings with no one scoring, and we ended up getting uh, left on the field on a two-out single. But uh, And that's, that's a big thing because uh, you look at it, it's, it's pretty easy to look up the standings uh us and sacred heart will be um battling for those i feel there's five teams that'll be in that nbl tournament no no doubt and then i think there's a there's three spots with about six seven teams battling for it so when you play those teams uh, you want to get those wins but hey it was a it was a tough game we gave we 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 played well left some things out on the field and we just got to get back to practice today and uh Work work towards our next game.
2: Yeah, and you know, if the uh, the people at home listening don't don't know, you know, you mentioned that you did play for Ansonia back in the day. Uh, you were on the yeah. 1996 state title appearance team. You guys, yeah. excuse me, lost to East Catholic. Your uncles played yeah. for Ansonia. Your whole family, your grandfather, like everyone, <laughs> uh, basically in your family <laughs> has played for Ansonia at one point. Uh, this is your second yeah. season as the yeah. uh as the head coach what i guess has been the biggest difference between year 1 year 2 and again being part of this program that has so many connections to your family
1: yeah well um yeah you take it back way back in 19 um and then it's kind of continued i mean my my mother is a is a shortle she's one of 11 kids so obviously there was it was seven boys, so every couple of years there was another shortle on the baseball <laughs> team uh, from the 70s through the 80s. And then starting um, in the 90s, there was um, my, my aunts and my mother. Our, our kids, their kids were uh, Lynch's and Coughlin's playing for Ansonia, and it's really kind of tied through. Um, in 96, we lost in the state championship. I pitcher. That is something that I still think about 23 (laughs) years later. Um, But after that, I went on and played at Quinnipiac, uh, pitched there for four years. And then ever since I left Dan to play at Quinnipiac, I was always at least going up to practice, throwing bat in practice for Coach Vaca, doing whatever I can to help. And then when I was out of college, I, I was out of the 17 years from out of college, 15 of those years, I was a volunteer assistant two to the years. I, I just couldn't make the commitment to be there as much as I wanted. So I just kind of stayed away, but I've been around it since I was a kid, keeping score of my uncle playing, um, walking out on the field every day and, uh, seeing my grandfather's name on our scoreboard. It, it's something I take big pride in. It's something I try to relay to the, to the team that there are a lot of people that have a lot of pride in any Antonio sport. Um, not just football as it always seems, (laughs) but, um, and I have guys that I've coached, um, that are now volunteer assistants. And, um, I also have a a former teammate of mine that comes when he can. Um, so we try to stress that, that it's a big family. Um, there's, there's a guy who's a family friend of mine, went to high school with two of my uncles who sent us, uh, He lives down in Florida, has a lot of ties to the Tampa Rays uh, and minor league baseball programs and stuff, and he's been a scout in the past. He sent us uh, baseball pants that we wore one day to kids. I didn't think much of it because I'm not much of a Yankee fan, but the (laughs) pinstripe pants, the kids uh, loved it. I mean, little things like that you don't get in every program in every town where people are always willing to give back, whether it's they played 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 40 years ago, <laughs> 30 years ago. So there's a lot of pride in the program, and we're just trying to build something and get the kids to believe in it.
2: You mentioned that uh has really been known for football, um, and <clears throat> I think I lived in Ansonia for like two and a half years, uh, and you could kind of tell that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, did you play football when you were at Ansonia?
1: Um, I actually played Pop Warner, and I played freshman, and after freshman year, its I always say it, football, as much as it's in my family and as much as it is in my town, it was just not my thing. <laughs> I, I like watching football. Yeah. I, I just, I don't have, there's an aggressive uh, nature to football that I kind of have in baseball and basketball, but I just did not have it in baseball, So I mean in football, so Uh, football after freshman year, I actually was on, I I helped a gentleman who, I mean, over the, he passed away a few years back, but he used to film all the football games and I used to carry the equipment for him and all that stuff and (laughs) help him set up. So I was always involved. It just was not, I I don't know why it just was not in my head. I, I I have two older brothers, one played just like I did pop Warner and freshman, and kind of packed it in. And then I had a, my middle brother, Timmy. Played football. Actually, played a year uh, of football at Trinity College, but he actually played four years of basketball there. So he had the more football mentality than me and my other brothers. And (laughs) other brother,
2: but your cousin Steve Coughlin uh, did play football. Uh, Yes, Stanford Stanford Steve. If anyone knows Stanford Steve, yeah, uh, with SVP. (laughs) I gotta ask because this when I lived in Ansonia, they would talk about it on the show Valley New Years. Yeah, did SVP ever come down to Antonia for Valley New Year's with you guys?
1: He never came for Valley New Year's, but he's he has come uh, and visited a couple uh, establishments in the past <laughs> on, on a low key thing. So uh, it was kind of our own little thing. But yeah, I've been able to been lucky enough to meet him a few times. Yeah, Stephen and I actually graduated high school together. Yep, uh, we've been uh, good friends. Uh, born cousins are usually, they always say, besides your brothers, cousins are usually your first best friends. Exactly. And uh, we grew up together and actually came to be where, as first cousins, we actually married sisters. (laughs) So (laughs) now we're actually (laughs) brothers-in-law. So it's kind of odd. And I think a lot of Valley jokes could come out of that, but we'll we'll keep it at that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
2: you mentioned – now you also coached girls basketball at Ansonia. Yes. Uh, before yep. this, how did that help you prepare? Because it really wasn't the best of you didn't you know looking at record wise, you didn't really have the best you know record while you were there. But what did you learn from that? Because you you did have an zero and twenty season, correct?
1: <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. I actually I, I coached five years there. I started in uh, the two thousand nine two thousand ten season. Uh, we actually we had some success uh, my first four years. Uh, we built our win total each year. Um, actually, my fourth year, we went to the Class M quarterfinals, went seventeen and eight, and then the next year went all and twenty. So <laughs> it was kind of a, a, an eye opening thing. Um, one thing I, I learned from that is no matter who you're coaching, whether it's boys or girls or the talent level you're coaching. Is you gotta come with energy every day, and you gotta you gotta show that you're consistent to your players. Um, I say this all the time. I coached five years uh, as the head coach of girls basketball. Actually, the last two years I've been an assistant when I've I had the flexibility um, with work. But one of my most pleasurable years of coaching of players was the year I went all oh, in twenty. I had uh, not a talented group, but a group of girls that were always coming every day looking to get better. And we were much better at the end of the year than we were at the beginning. And as a coach, that's all you could ask. Yeah, the no. wins didn't pile up, uh, obviously. Um, but there was there was always a pleasure going around that team because they didn't allow uh, what was happening in the results department uh, take away from their effort department. And that's something I took from that team that I bring every day that helped me as a coach because sometimes you get caught up on the scoreboard or the win-loss record and really as a coach you just want to see your players uh get better as players and as people and i I have a couple very successful girls uh from that team that have moved on uh graduated college have good jobs stuff like that and and they're always coming back and checking in it's sometimes it's not about the wins and losses. It's about the relationships you built with the players that you coach.
0: And then and Pat, you played for Mike Vaca, and then obviously took over for him. What was the biggest thing yep. you learned from him, uh, you know, coaching, and that you carry over, you know, to your day to day with your with your boys now?
1: Um, coach Vaca is the most team-oriented person I've ever been around. Um, anytime you hear him talk, he will only Talk about his assistant coaches and his players. He never talks about himself. Um, he talks about the program. Um, I get my Sunday morning phone calls every week from Coach Vaca to talk about the team. Um, he was up in the bleachers yesterday, pacing up and down at Municipal Stadium. Um, he, he's very—he's—he's he's a very intense um, person who just wants the best for every single kid every single player and every single team that Ansonia's ever produced. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> I hope I could do half of the things he did over the 40 years. He was the head coach and he was also an assistant. Uh, the first, uh, I think like four or five years, he was an assistant on that 74 state championship team. So he's been a great influence to me. He's somebody who, um, gave me my chance as a player um and pushed me and followed me through college and he's somebody that it's he's a he's not only an ansonia legend i think he's a a connecticut baseball legend in terms of when you think about people and i mean he's he's basically he basically was a head coach the amount of years i've been alive (laughs) i'm 40 years old he (laughs) coached for 40 years i mean that's that's pretty impressive. I know there's Coach DeMeo who's on year 60, I think, right now. But, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's 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 pretty insane to think that he covered – I mean, he coached – he's actually had some people where he coached grandfathers to grandsons. And, well, and that, that's pretty That's pretty impressive.
0: That's what I was going to ask you next. I mean, when you have someone that's kind of stability for 40 years, the same coach, it must really build a family atmosphere where guys come back and want to see the program oh, do well and everything. Yeah. Like
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was a person who came back and threw bat and practiced the teams. There was guys who came back that I saw play with my uncles and my older uh, brothers and older cousins that would come back. And they, it's all the same thing you hear. It's It's all about the family. These are the best times you're going to have. You're going to we still tell high school stories from 96, just like my uncles tell stories from 76. Right. And, and it's not just the good old days. I mean, there there's really good life lessons that have been learned throughout the program uh, from as far as I can remember back from hearing from my uncles. And, I, I mean, right now, total, I have six people that, including myself, on our staff, Um <clears throat> Our JV coach is uh, uh, John Stankis, who actually graduated from Sacred Heart High School in '99, but he works at the high school. He's in the school. He helps me in in relation to that. But then our four other assistants all played for Antonia, wow. um, and it's it's that's just a, a great testament of what the program is about and how people are trying to give back. Um, Two of the assistants I coached, uh, it's a pair of brothers, uh, (laughs) Tom Pitney and Matt Pitney. I coached both of them when they played. They graduated in 2008, 2014. Uh, John Larova, who's a good friend of mine, he works in the Ansonian school system. He's a a math department coordinator for all the schools. Uh, He comes and helps when he can. He's actually, I mean, obviously very busy with his job, but he comes when he can. And he, uh, I didn't coach him. He actually played right after he was playing in high school when I was playing in college and uh, he graduated in 2000 and then uh, Jared Laviano who was a teammate of mine uh, in Little League, Babe Ruth High School (laughs) he graduated in 97 he's actually a pharmacist he graduated from UConn and he comes as much as he can as well so the kids see that I mean there's times where we almost have more coaches than players (laughs) at (laughs) practice because our numbers aren't where we want them but I think the kids see that. The kids have good relationships with all our coaches. And we're able to turn it off from, hey, we're having a good time. Now it's, hey, time to, to get to work. Let's put in a good two hours, two and a half hours here and there. Uh, so it's, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure both years. Um, and this year started off with some more wins than last year. But we're, we're getting effort out of each and every kid, and that's all you can ask.
0: Have your numbers been down every year, or are they kind of staying steady now? I mean, where are you guys? Um, It's not just you.
1: Yeah, they have been declining. Um, I mean, I've been a part of the program for a while. I tell the kids this a lot. Uh, My freshman year in 93, we had 22 kids on our freshman team. Wow. Um, And this year, we have 15 kids in our program. Total. It's it's Total. Right. We have fifteen kids um it's a it's a drastic drop off um, it's it's the competition level for each position obviously isn't there when you have numbers like that for sure um, but you're just trying to build a build something um it, it, and and there's a lot of outside elements that turn into numbers uh, number more to play uh, kids gotta to get jobs different things like that how there's two teams for 11 and 12 year olds in ansonia and they play other towns so your numbers so we we got our every year we help with the winter workouts with our players going and work out with the the little leaguers and we're just trying to be visible to them to show them give them some positive role models uh we went to we had practice and at the end of our practice, we went over to Little League opening day a couple weeks ago. Uh, five of our players were honored there for helping with the indoor workout. So there, there's kids seeing there. I, I mean, the, the parents and volunteers at the Little League and Babe Ruth, they're trying to, to get everything to be as fun as possible to keep the kids interested. It's just you're just not getting as many people signed up. And, and uh, <laughs> unfortunately, that's what you got to deal with. Oh, yeah. It's tough to deal with at times, but again, it keeps us a close knit group. That's for sure. Because yeah. you got uh, you got 15 kids there, and you got two, three, sometimes six coaches. So we're getting a lot of work done. <laughs> um, we're just <laughs> we're just hoping to get a couple extra bodies each and every year, and uh, try to build back up because we're struggling to be able to play JV games. And, and you got your. Uh, Younger kids or or the kids on the varsity field day to day that aren't getting the reps you'd like, uh, but we try to we try to do everything we can to get them as much experience as possible, and uh, hopefully each year comes um, you add a few bodies. And uh, one thing that always helps is wins. <laughs> people see you win; people will show up more. Somebody will try out that wasn't planning to try out. You're not going to have a. a, a 80 kids trying out for a team who didn't win a lot of games. Unfortunately, that's just how it goes. Um, So I, I I try to get things out on social media. Kids enjoy that. They like seeing their name on Twitter or on Facebook and stuff like that. So I try to be more in the, uh, the now with the social media and stuff. (laughs) So (laughs) it's, it is what it is. And hopefully, like I said, each and every year we're adding a couple extra players and, Next thing you know, we're back to a freshman JV and uh, varsity full schedules. But right now, we're just we're just working with what we got.
0: <laughs> all right, coach. Now it's time for it's become my favorite part of the show. <laughs> Pete's rapid fire. <laughs> Pete's got some rapid yep. fire questions for you. Just answer, to, you know, first thought that comes to your mind when he asks you. All right, coach. You ready? Okay. It's all fun. Yes. All, yeah, it's all fun. <laughs> all right, I we'll, will we'll,
2: start this one easy. Who who's the best team in the NVL right now? it. Where does Ansonia rank in the NVL right now in your mind? Look like do you guys make the NVL tournament.
1: I think we're gonna squeak in there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> best player that you've ever coached.
1: Oof, that's a good that's a tough <laughs> best player I ever coached. Oh my god. <laughs> I've been coaching a lot longer than I think, so um Jeez. <laughs> wow. Hmm. That is tough. Oh man, um, I hate to keep this up, but I gotta—I don't want to slight anybody, but uh, you can geez. name more than one. You can name more than one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the best overall person I ever coached—I can't say it's all towards the talent—is actually one of the guys who helps me out, uh, Tom Pitney was just the easiest person to coach yeah i would ever had in my life it was just you tell him to do anything it got done you didn't have to think about it yeah. um when i think about players in terms of on the field i mean ricky torres comes to mind right off the bat and garrett cafaro who's mm-hmm. uh playing right now too um pat palmer a few years back he's playing at university of bridgeport and his freshman brother is our <clears throat> number two pitcher and starting shortstop so uh, I know the family. And then uh, when I go back, there was um, Matt Roseborough was a player who uh, graduated. And, I, and I, it's these years I might be a little off, but I think <laughs> 2009. Uh, he was the best catcher uh, defensively I, I pretty much ever saw, uh, playing-wise. And I played with uh, some pretty darn good catchers. My catcher in high school played at Penn and was uh, me and him played at Fenway Park together in an all-star game oh, that's and awesome. my catcher and co- yeah my catcher <laughs> in college a guy who played at Notre Dame West Haven Mark Brockley those two guys are premier catchers and I would put this kid Matt Roseboro, up with him them yeah. as a as a catcher and then uh man that's I mean Pat Palmer probably was the best hitter in the last uh few years that has been through the program, and then another kid that pops out is uh, Julian Sobin. He played for Ansonia, and then he played at Southern, Uh, graduated a few years back. He was a big lefty who, I mean, I've seen him hit balls out of French Park and Seymour, and (laughs) he hit a lot of home runs off me in batting practice at Nolan Field, and he still, when I see him, he likes to remind me of that, (laughs) so... Uh, he, those, those are guys, and again, I, I probably missed about ten, fifteen other kids, <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are guys that pop up in my head uh, while we're talking here. <laughs> All
2: right, you have uh, fourteen career wins so far in your year and a half at, at leading mm-hmm. Ansonia. Do you yep. ever catch Mike Vakas' five hundred career wins? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I heavily doubt that. I heavily doubt that. I'll be happy to get to the fifteenth win with our next <laughs> game, if that's possible. Let's get to twenty <laughs> first, yeah. 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 Got to yeah. think big. Got to think big, coach. No, I, I like the I like the thought process, but yeah, let's let's get to about twenty wins before we start thinking about getting twenty five years of twenty wins <laughs> to catch up with Coach Vodka. Um
2: <clears throat> Is pizza any good in Ansonia?
1: Oh yeah, there's some decent pizza. What's in the Antsonia. best place? I mean, it's not new. It's not New Haven, but <laughs> uh, oh well. Sometimes I mean, actually, if you're, I mean, Ansonia, you got a couple places. If I'm calling a place in Antonia, I'm calling Roma Pizza yep. in
2: Ansonia. Yep, live right down the uh, block from it. Loved it. It was good. Yeah,
1: if you're if if you s- s- expand the valley, I'm calling Roseland in yep. Derby.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Roseland
1: and Derby,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've heard about that. Yeah, yeah a couple it, of coaches have brought it up before. It's worth it's
0: worth the trip yeah, to Derby. Rose
1: yeah. if if you want the the best pizza in the valley is Roseland. Okay. And if I And that's an Ansonia like guy saying that. Yeah, yeah, S- yeah, it is an Ansonia guy saying <laughs> that. But if you if if you like sausage pizza, call Roseland. You will not be disappointed. Okay. So I'm, I'm going. And then the
2: final question is at your time at Ansonia, who was better, you at baseball or Stanford Steve at football?
1: <laughs> That's easy, Stanford Stevens football. <laughs> That's, that was easy. That's an easy one.
2: Oh, come on, I was giving you a little, you know, platform to brag about yourself a
1: little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, he was a Gatorade Player of the Year for Connecticut, and I was uh, an all an all pitcher. So you can break that down. <laughs> I think he was a little better. <sighs> all right,
0: listen, Pat. Thanks so much for taking the time to be on the show with us. This was a lot of fun. Thanks, coach and uh best yeah no
1: thanks a lot thanks a lot for inviting me this this was great i like for sure yeah best of luck the rest of the season all right thanks a lot guys (laughs) thanks Thanks, coach bye Bye. all right
0: we are back on high and tight uh we want to thank coach pat lynch for joining us uh i mean all these baseball coaches are so fun to talk to but again he was great also and uh, I don't know if you, anyone's ever seen Pat Lynch But he's like, what, like six, six, yeah, seven, he's, gigantic. six
2: he's huge, he's huge. <laughs> I, I, I ran down to Ansonia last year Did a story on him uh, taking over the program uh, Good dude, really, really just a nice guy Loves high school sports he's He does very, He's very active on Twitter uh, If you want to follow him, it's at BigPat31 um, But he's very active he, he he loves Ansonia, he loves high school sports he, he just, he's very, you know, into it And he gets a lot of it And it's kind of funny um, you know that his cousin is Stanford Steve, who's the producer of the SVP, uh, the old radio show SVP and Rosillo, and now uh, the show on ESPN at night. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> you see them interacting on Twitter sometimes, so it's kind of fun in that sense. But just an overall good guy. Uh, glad we were able to get him on. You know, this is a guy who's been around the NVL for a very long time, and you know, for anyone to, to give any insight towards the uh, the Valley League, it, it was definitely him.
0: Let me tell you something. When you get guys that have been in those towns, he grew up there, he played there. They really love their hometown and really yeah. love Ansonia, and you can see it, you can hear it when he talks about the place and talks about baseball there and sports in general. And his family is so ingrained. I mean, his grand the field's named after his grandfather. His both of his family, you know his
2: his uncles played there. Yeah, everyone. Just,
0: yeah. I mean, like when, when he when he kept talking, he kept saying, "Well, my uncle, my cousin, my brother." Yeah. <laughs> And that's what's really great about some of those towns that where people just stay in there, and yeah. there's generations that come through, and, and it's a special place. And um, we hope he gets his numbers back up for baseball. Cause yeah, not and enough kids are playing baseball. Yeah, and don't
2: area. and don't sleep on the NVL either. I mean, the NVL, Never. We say it every year. The Never. NVL They have good teams. They always make runs in in M and S. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if. if we see it again i mean you look at those standings there are 10 teams for eight spots in the nvl tournament and the nvl tournament is always fun um so it's going to be interesting to see how the nvl winds down this year
0: i'm going to see some nvl baseball tomorrow by the way i'm going yes, to see wednesday. holy cross wednesday holy yeah. cross and st paul um yeah some of you might listen to this after wednesday but i'm going to go see holy cross in st paul i haven't been up to an nvl game this season or last year. So I'm really excited to go up there and, and see those Where two is teams Where's the game? Play. Is it at St. Paul? Yeah, at St. Paul. It's a nice field up in Bristol. Yeah. yeah, Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so let's talk about the poll a little bit. Uh, for the first time this season, the same team was number one two weeks in a <laughs> row. It's unheard of.
2: Yeah, what was it? It was uh, Prep was the first. Prep. Staples. Yeah. Ledyard.
0: Ledyard. Hand. hand and no, Cheshire. no, never Hand.
2: Cheshire, then Cheshire. This was week four five of the poll
0: right yeah oh hand didn't get it right yeah hand
2: never did hand got up to two but basically that's basically how the poll has been all year it's you know we say it every you know we say it every (laughs) week. we say it every every week the poll is just so you can't not that you can't predict it but it's like you know look the poll came out yesterday staples lost they were number two
0: right And they lost to West Hill, they lost to a really good pitcher uh, in Montana Semel, Um, and that's going to happen when you play in these leagues, like when you play in the SEC and the FCAAC, really any of the leagues, but especially when you play in those leagues, you just get so many quality opponents game in and game out. You know, if you look at the FCAAC this year, there's really three teams that you don't have to worry about, and then everyone else can beat you. Yeah. And that's hard. It's it's hard to run through that league. Uh, The SEC is very similar. You know, a few more teams at the bottom of the league that aren't as good, but uh it's great for cheshire and i think you know pretty much when i went through the voting everyone had cheshire staples amity near the top in the top three i think one person had amity outside the top three uh, one person voted Amity number one. That is Pete. I did. Uh, you know he believes they're the best team. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, they've beaten some really good teams. They're Amity, uh, and they're eight and two. So, you, you know, tell me why you're picking them number one though. Well, one, they <clears throat> look, they're Amity, and
2: it's nothing against Cheshire or Staples. Uh, I've seen Cheshire. I think Hand is a very, very good team. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, but you look at the teams that Amity lost to. They lost to Richfield, five four second. Second game of the season. That was the fire game, that game. <laughs> the they drove game. from Amity to Ridgefield, then waited around, got back on a bus, and drove all the way back to Amity, and then lost 5-4. And they lost 3-2. It, it was a walk-off, I believe, yeah. yeah. And they lost 3-2 to two to NFA yeah. uh, in a road game at Dodge Stadium, which was like an hour and a half away from from, you know, their home. It's and a it long was their third,
0: third game in three days. Yeah. Not look, that this, matters, is this, yeah. Is, this is Amity.
2: This is this Sal Coppola. This is, you know, John Lipinski's on the mound. He's having an absolutely great year. They're Amity. And until proven otherwise, I'll take them over the majority of the teams. Again, it's nothing against Cheshire. They played Hand. They were up 5-1 against Hand. That You know, they could have lost that game. You know, they didn't. Good uh, Good for Cheshire. You know, Matt Downing pitched very well. Could have lost to Hamden. Um, they yeah. Mean, they could have lost in to Hamden. Minutes, yeah. Um, I think Staples is is really good, regardless of their loss. They they lost to a really good West Hill pitcher, but at the end of the day, it's Amity, and at the end of the day, uh, I'm going to take a Sal Capola coach team. Um, as of now, they haven't shown me anything that that you know. Look uh, again, not knocking anybody specifically. Amity also beat Cheshire, right? Okay, they're only it was a one nothing game. It opened up the season, that's fine. But they've beat Cheshire. They beat Richfield. No, Richfield was number one at one point.
0: Yes, two, not. Not staples. Not staples. Staples has not been number one.
2: Sorry. So treasure. So Amity has beaten the number one team mm-hmm. at one point. They beat who was the number one team at one point. They beat hand who was the number two team at one point. You know they they beat prep who was the number one team at the beginning of the year. Not that that matters. They I, I have no. I have, I have no problem with it. I just think that Amity has the best. Um, they have the best work of art so far. The the best well, I don't even know if work of art's the right. They have the best body of work. Body of work. They have the best body of work.
0: <laughs> work of <art>. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things about Pete is that he messes up expressions. Oh, constantly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, but listen, I have no problem with Cheshire, Staples, Amity. If someone had voted Ludlow or Southington 1-2, I wouldn't have had a problem with either of those yeah. schools. Um, Ludlow's a, a very interesting team. You know, they're just scoring so many runs right now. Uh, they have seniors, but they're 11-1 in the FCAC so they deserve to be number four in the state.
2: I, I look at what Ledger's done. Uh, Ledger, Ludlow's Ludlow, done. yeah. Four walk-offs. Yeah. I think we talked about four or five walk-offs this year, um, which is great. For them, and and their one loss is two to one to Ridgefield. Um,
0: so you and I look at this differently. So I I look at those walk offs and I think they're winning close games. Winning close games is how you're a successful yes. baseball team.
2: That that's what separates a good and a great team. I yes. But when you look at it and you go, okay, when is that? Is that gonna? Is that gonna change? When it? At what point is that? Is the script going to be flipped?
0: I don't know if it will. Maybe they're just a ma- they, they got that magic, you know, Maybe. like th- that happens. When you start seeing teams win those games consistently, it's not a mistake, and that kind of carries over. And when when they get into a state tournament game, they're down by one in the last inning, they're going to say, "Hey, we've been here before, boys. Let's yeah. go out there and get those runs and and win this thing."
2: Yeah, no, I think it's interesting. I think it's something that you have to kind of tread lightly around with them. Yeah. Um, but eleven and one is eleven and one, and and you look at you know.
0: But then let's look at Newtown. Newtown's 9-1. Newtown is blowing most teams out. They've scored 82 yeah. runs. 10-1 now. 10-1. They, played, 10 last and 1. Night. they yeah. played last night. They scored nine more runs. Uh, so, they have yeah, they have 91 runs and in 11, 11 games. games. I mean, that's huge. But are they being battle-tested the way that Ludlow is? And when they get into a tight game, are they going to be as ready? I don't know. Maybe they no. will be. Maybe they won't. They played some close games too.
2: I don't. I'm looking at. I'm looking at Ludlow's schedule right now. I mean, Danbury is a much different team than when they played earlier this year. Sure. Um, I mean, North Haven isn't the North Haven team that we that you know we're used to seeing. They lost a really good game to Ridgefield, right? And, and they, just um, beat, they beat beat Hand. They, they beat hand off Trumbull. And they beat Hand. No, they they Ludlow hasn't played Hand yet.
0: No, uh, North Haven beat. Hand. Oh, North Haven beat Hand. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: But I'm just looking at it and I'm like. They haven't played Staples yet. Right. They haven't played Darianne yet. Right. Um, they haven't played, you know, Will who's a you know always a good. They haven't played West Hill yet. So I'm um, my the jury's still out for me on Ludlow. Their their one big competition game was Tr- Richfield, and they lost. An, uh, it was a two to one game. It was a very good game. They played very well in that game. I'm just still waiting for that signature win. Look, they have um, they have Darianne coming up. They have St. Joe's coming up. They.
0: West Hill, Staples, and St. Joe's,
2: West Hill, Staples, all in a row. And Ward. And Ward's, and, Ward's been very tough, too. So, so, I mean, that's their next four or five games. Well, this is their stretch. This is their This is their, th- stretch. This is their hard stretch. You they know? will They will, prove a lot of people right or prove a lot of people wrong with this next week.
0: Right. And I think that they'll probably be in the FCI playoffs anyway, no yeah. matter what happens. They're definitely going to be in the double-L playoffs, um, which are just... Going to be impossible to predict. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, when I, I was talking about it the other night, last night with the CT Sports guys, and I was like, I have no idea who's going to win double L. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. And we're just going to end up picking Amity because they <laughs> You have to. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Sal's Sal, Sal still the coach. Uh, but most of the teams in the poll are, are double L. You know, Hand is there and, and Ledger's there from the lower classes, but everyone else is double L. Um, and all the teams that are kind of just outside the top 10, also a lot of double L schools in there. Uh, you saw Hamden East Catholic last weekend. I did did. Uh, what did you see in that game? Uh, you know, that's an interesting game because East, Ca- East Catholic out of the CCC. I, I haven't known what to make, really, of some of these CCC teams. And then they came down and they lost to Hamden, who's, to be honest, you know, a middle-of-the-pack SEC team right now.
2: I think that speaks volumes about the SEC. I and mean, yeah. where does the CCC rank? I think East Catholic is a very good team. Yeah. I think uh, Coach Fiori, who he had on the show last week, I think he's a very good coach. But at the end of the day, I think the SEC is just that much better than the CCC. Yeah. Um. These these are schools that face L and double L schools constantly, as opposed to CCC, where it kind of fluctuates and it's really all over. You know, East Catholics and M School. Right. Uh, Whether you like that or not, that's just a fact. Um. So I think that they're just kind of all over the place, and and you know, every game Hamden is playing a tough team. Yes. You know, look, Hamden went out and lost to Shelton yesterday yeah. uh, after beating East Catholic so I, uh, you know I, I think I said this at the beginning of the year I think it's the FCAC and the SEC the, the FCAC and everyone else
0: yeah
2: um, until proven otherwise and and I mean and I mean proven otherwise by L and double L championships and I'm not taking anything away from M or S schools because there was this whole argument going on on Twitter after we left the Ledyard game um, about you know the SEC and the ECC and there were a lot of people throwing stones at glass houses on Twitter yeah and you know when it came down to it, it's like yeah, the ECC, and I, I am not knocking the ECC in the slightest. I like the ECC. I love going up to cover baseball games up there. But at the end of the day, the SEC is playing for double L and L championships, and the ECC is playing for M and Right. And I think at the end of the day, that's very important when you look at when you look at. Who's the best conferences in the state? And I look at the CCC the same way. Well, yeah the don't CCC get me wrong.
0: Plays for a lot of L and Double L. Yes, too, they I mean. do. They, you know, Weatherfield and Windsor were
2: great last yeah. year.
0: but look, this is East, East Catholic team that and Southington's good. South Windsor's good. Berlin's good is now, Southington I mean.
2: good though, and I'm not saying that they're not. But who have they played? Who have they beaten on a on a on a year year uh, not a year in a, a game in game out basis? When you look at what. Let me pull up Hampton's schedule. You look up at Hampton's schedule. St. Joe's, Notre Dame, West Haven, Danbury. Branford's an L school. Guilford's an L school. Shelton's a double L school. West Haven's an Eller double L school. Cheshire's defending double L. Massachusetts state power. You know, career is kind of an eh game. Daniel Hand, East Catholic, one of the best teams in the in uh, in the CCC and Shelton, who's a double L school.
0: Well, I'll tell you why I've been voting for Sellington. They do they scheduled SCC teams. They beat Notre Dame West Haven, they beat Greenwich out of the F C A C. Uh, you know, Greenwich isn't having the best season yeah. this year, but they play Greenwich every year out of the FCAC. I think they do try to schedule those games. Yeah. Knowing that half of their CCC schedule is not not strong. They do play Weathersfield, they do play East Catholic, they do play Hall. Uh, they lost to Glastonbury, won nothing in a 13-inning game. Uh, so they do play some good teams. I just don't think they play as many good teams as the SEC. And I don't. The FCA. I don't think they're. But I think that the top of the CCC is good. I'm just not yes, sure how good.
2: Exactly, but but the way that the CCC operates, they don't play everyone. Yeah. You know, uh, that's true too. Southern is not playing every best team in the CCC, but in the SEC, they're all playing each other. Well, not all, but the majority of those great teams are crossing over and playing each other and really seeing where they're at, and they're beating each other up during the regular season. You know, we look at Cheshire last year, you know, just to harp on it again. You look at Cheshire last year. They were the four seed at 16-4, and Mm -hmm. and they beat Amity twice, who was a double-L semifinals. They lost to Hamden twice. Right you know and then you look at prep who was a great team during the regular season you know who came out of the CCC and just kind of rolled into the semifinals where they ran into an SEC team so i just look these these s these ccc teams these ecc these non fcc and sw and scc teams they need to prove to me that they can go out and compete on a daily basis because you look at and we, we say it all the time on this show, you need pitching, you need arms, you need pitching, you need arms. But when you look at some of these other conferences, and it's like, do you really? Because in the SEC, and the FCAC you definitely do, because you're playing competitive teams every day. You look at, like, a CCC schedule, it's like you might not need your ace for a week. Right. You know, you might go in, and, and you might be playing some of these... You know, not as talented teams where you can throw your three and four. You can throw a freshman or a sophomore or kind of piece it together out of the bullpen and then know, okay, well, our next competitive game's in a, in a week and a half, and, you know, that's when our ace will be ready to go.
0: Yeah. I understand your point. Uh, I think, I do think these teams are pretty good out of the CCC, at least the top, Southernton, Berlin. I think I, I, I give them credit. I think East Catholic's pretty good. I think South Windsor's probably pretty good too, especially when you have two really good pitchers on your team. Uh, like some of these teams do so we'll see and we won't know until the state tournament really yeah and that's, that's really the, I mean, only that's way, the only way to decide this yeah
2: and look there's no ccc tournament so right I'm not seeing them play each other like in the other conferences um so they're playing more games and you know i i get will and i get that weather sealed one l last year right um you know they beat a really but you know they beat a guilford team that went as a 10 seed and ran the table to the semis, Branford as a 12 seed went to the semis and played Windsor. So these are SEC teams that didn't even make the SEC tournament,
0: you know. But they beat them.
2: But they beat them. But I'm they saying, also the best player in the state. Yeah, ar- arguably uh, arguably the best, one of the yeah. best players, if not the best player in the state. But you look at look you look at who Windsor had to beat to get to the state tournament: Weston, Platte Tech, Watertown out of the Nvl. Then a really good one nothing game against Branford. And you look at Weatherfield; they beat Stratford in the SWC, Torrington in the Nvl, a not good Torrington team, and I can say that. And New Fairfield in the SWC, and then Guilford in the semifinals. Uh, so th- they're not going through yeah. these great teams. North Haven and Guilford played each other in the quarterfinals.
0: I think Class L, and um, you know, I think it is if I was ranking them, you know, third or fourth in terms of how deep the tournament is because of the mix of teams that are in there. You get a lot of tech schools in there um and that makes for somewhat of a less competitive tournament uh, you do have a lot of s- 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 sec teams and ccc teams in there uh it's not the double l tournament and i happen to think right now the m tournament is so strong um that i would put l you know maybe third right now uh, i obviously think it's better than than the s tournament um i, I love all the baseball tournaments so yeah. i'm not i'm not criticizing the l tournament no. in any way there's some awesome teams in there i think once you get to the quarters if the seeds hold that you get some fantastic matchups but i think just if you look at the depth of the fields i, I think that the double l and m but we have plenty of time to talk yeah, about and state, state look, if we're just going
2: to talk straight up Paul i don't i don't have an i don't have an, an i have an fci team or an sw uh, an fci team or an sec team in my first six spots yeah and i got ledyard at seven ledyard southern glastonbury waterford rounds
0: out my top ten Oh, so you didn't have anyone in your top 10 from up there. Yeah, all right. Well,
2: that's, yeah, Ledyard 7, Southington 8, Glastonbury 9, Waterford 10. But I, I got Amity, Cheshire, Staples, Hand, Ridgefield, Ludlow.
0: So my top 10 was, this is how I voted, uh, Staples, Cheshire, Amity, Southington, Ludlow, Hand, Ledyard, Glastonbury, Danbury, Waterford. Those That was my top 10. And then I had Ridgefield, Newtown, Holy Cross, St. Joe, and Montville for my top 15. But... It was similar to what some other people had. Um, I did have two uh, CCC teams up there, though, and I still had Waterford up there as a top 10 team because I think they lost to two really good teams last yeah. week. They, mean, they lost, you know, Ledyard one nothing on a no-hitter, and then they lost to a really good hand team. So, you know, I still think Waterford's good out of that league. But, you know, this is why it's fun to kind of just talk about all this stuff now before they get to play each other in the tournaments and... That's what we do here, right? We just talk about this stuff.
2: Yeah, and don't get me wrong. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Like, we're not, you know, knocking any teams. We're oh, just no, talking, no, 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 no. You know, how, how these teams will stack up because, you know, at the end of the day, you need to go and you need to throw the ball and you need to get batters out. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, that's really all that matters, and it doesn't really matter what comes out of our mouths or, or what we say because, you know, we don't – I think <laughs> last year with our predictions, we – um. Last year with our predictions, I'm pretty sure I was the only one who had a finalist. I had woke it so in the hard. finals, it's, it's, it's and they so lost. I picked them to win. Hard. So we, we went 0 for 4, and I'm pretty sure I went 1 for 8 with my finalist picks, and I think Scott went 0 for 8. I, I think it so. It was I, something like
0: that. I mean, I crushed girls basketball this you year. Did? I crushed it, Yeah. and it, it was so much easier <laughs> taking baseball oh, oh my god yeah baseball is the hardest sport to pick yep. the seeds are almost meaningless especially when you run into aces on on lower ranked teams yep. in the first rounds a single elimination baseball tournament is somewhat preposterous like yep. it doesn't i don't think it gives you the best team no. at the end of the day i think cheshire was really good last year i think they, they were a deserving double all champion uh but if you start playing series I don't know. I mean, I think they still compete, and I think they yeah. can still win a championship. Don't get me wrong. They had depth yeah. of pitching. They had good hitting. They beat a lot of good teams to win. Right. So I'm not talking as much about Cheshire specifically. I'm just yeah. thinking, in general, a one-and-done baseball tournament is not the way to do this. But, no. again, that's you Look, you look
2: at, you look at L last year with Waterford. You know, a lot of people picked them because they had Mike Burrows. I picked them. So did I. Yeah. You got a guy like Mike Burrows. They were out in the second round. You right. know, Bur- they won 1-0, and Burroughs pitched, I think, 7 of the 10 innings. Right. Okay. Well, you don't have them. You don't have em the next day. So, what are you going to do against Bristol Eastern? They lost in fourteen, four to three. So, you know that's what happens when it, it's a one. It's a one and done tournament. It just it makes it so hard to not even pick, but it makes it so hard to win.
0: Yeah. All right, we are going to get out of here this week. Uh, that's the poll. Uh, we want to thank Pat Lynch for joining us. Uh, we had a lot of fun with him. Uh, we will be back next week. Yes, uh, programming note. Programming note. Uh, we're just going to have an interview next week. Uh, Pete is going to England for a wedding, and yep. uh, hopefully he gets back through customs and is allowed back <laughs> in the country. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed, and we will be back in two weeks. But next week we will have a show.
2: We'll have an episode. Just, it will just be the interview. Yeah. Um, and then we'll... Get right back to it. I believe the next episode would be the 14th. Yeah. I feel like...
0: um, But there will be an episode next week, and it'll be just as much fun as everything else. (laughs) You you can't hear us talk about our poll picks, but everything
2: else. We might be doing something different the week I get back, so fingers crossed. uh, Uh, That's that's a teaser. Yeah, we don't want to get too crazy with it. I don't want to... I don't, I don't want to spoil it just in case it doesn't happen, but we, right. there there may be a, a plan in place. Um, There's something for in the works. Something in the works the week yeah. of the, the episode for the 14th. So we'll see. Fingers crossed there.
0: Uh, but for Pete, I am Scott. I want to remind all you kids to keep your gloves down. Don't ruin the game for your friends. And we will see you next week. Later.